Welcome to the Revolutionary CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Letitia Lynch, wine lover, brand snob, proud boy mom, and Atlanta-based entrepreneur. When I was laid off from my dream marketing job at eight weeks pregnant, I knew I couldn't rely on corporations to provide me with a stable income. I launched my own business and hit six figures in my first full year. I want to help other female service-based entrepreneurs and coaches build and leverage their brand authority so they can confidently sell their services and programs at a premium price point to create a lasting legacy and generate independent wealth. Tune in every Wednesday for solo episodes and conversations with amazing self-made multi-six and seven-figure women all about marketing, sales, mindset, self-care, entrepreneurship, and motherhood to inspire you and give you actionable steps to successfully market and sell your high-ticket services and programs while having a life. Let's get into it. Today's guest, Dania Cummings, was born and raised in Jamaica and is now living in Atlanta, Georgia. And you know that's where I live, right? (laughs) She started her career as a senior product manager, but moved back into her first love, which was marketing, by working with ad agencies and businesses to manage their paid ads. She's been running ads for five years and recently launched her business to help business owners hit their goals with Facebook ads. I'm excited to have Dania on today, so let's dive right into the episode. I am so excited to have you on. So for those of you who don't know, I focus so heavily on organic marketing and selling high ticket. And I've always been really curious about how well Facebook ads would work if you have a high ticket or premium service business. So I'm excited to have an expert here today to talk all about it. So why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do and how you became an expert on Facebook ads. Okay, well, I'm excited to be here. So thank you for having me. So my name is Dania and I run an ads agency and we specialize in Facebook ads. And so what we do, we work with course creators, entrepreneurs, business owners who want to scale their business to six and seven figures. So I got into this originally years ago when I actually had my first business and I wanted to run ads to it. And so that's how I originally got into it. Marketing has always been my background, but I got into it because of that and then I just kind of fell in love with it and then went and got some certifications and then worked at a few agencies and then now I'm here running my own so that's just a little background on me. I love that and I love that you have a marketing background so I've worked in marketing for 14 Mm -hmm. years well now at this point 15 years so I feel like a lot of people have been thrown into online marketing as mm-hmm. online business owners. And one of the biggest skills that they're missing is understanding marketing. We're kind of exactly. people are out here imitating things or doing what people are telling them. And often those people don't have a marketing background. So I'm exactly. like, it's really hard for you to know marketing and learn marketing from someone who's a non-marketing person. So you help business owners to grow to a lot of wealth and I've as far as in their business and you do that through ads. So I want to talk a little bit about some of the common misconceptions that you hear about ads, especially when it comes to selling high ticket and premium priced offers, because I already know I come into this with, I assume that for ads, even when I was running ads, it was always for something like a lower price point, Mm -hmm. like under a thousand dollars. So I already come into it with the thought, like you can't 
easily sell high ticket or premium price things through ads because those people are probably cold leads. So can you talk a little bit about some of the common misconceptions you hear and why those things just aren't true? Maybe give us like three of them that you hear all the time. Yeah. So one that I've seen actually is that once you start running ads, basically you really don't need to focus on any form of organic marketing. And so we typically find that people come in and as soon as they start running ads, they completely forget about their organic. And that's typically not the case. What it is that they're supposed to work together. And the stronger your organic marketing is, the better off you are running Facebook ads. So that's one. Two, yes, we've heard that, you know, running ads to low ticket offer is the only way to go. And on the flip side, we've heard the opposite, which is you should only do ads when you're running high ticket just because mm. of the cost of ads. So we've heard both sides of that. And it all boils down to just strategy and your targeting really. So we can dive into that too. And then yeah. the three is that the data, like, so you're going to go in, run ads, and then it's just magically going to work for you. Like, <laughs> it's just going to pump some money in, money in, money out. It's like an ATM. And yeah. I obviously love ads and I think, you know, I've seen great success with it, but that's not the case. Like it takes some testing. It takes optimizing. It takes using your data. Data is very like, it doesn't get a lot of credit with ads and it should really, because that's a big part of it. So those are the three things I've seen or heard when it comes to Facebook ads. Yeah, I feel like, so you've already hit on things that, again, I automatically assume. I feel like I have spent so, like, wasted so much money on ads, and probably because I wasn't looking deep enough at the analytics. I think a lot of times people are, again, coming into marketing with kind of just little pieces of information that they've gathered from mm-hmm. different resources. And so they're thinking, oh, well, this one person gave me a checklist. If I follow this checklist, which I followed all the checklists, that's just all that you need to do. But I want to kind of speak to some of the things that people kind of think you do versus what you actually do. Like, what do they think a Facebook ads person does? And then what you actually do, which I'm certain is a lot more work because I feel like I'm like, okay, I come from doing Facebook ads like back in the day. So I'm like, no, it's a lot of work. Like I'm not just get grabbing yeah. your credit card and putting up some images and switching a few words. Yeah. And that's it. Like talk about like what it really takes to run Facebook ads. Right. So what people, you know, I've seen, um, thing that we do is actually we just gather some images as you said and yeah. upload them and then we just kind of switch images out when we're ready and we're just basically just switching images and text and just we just magically get these great results but a lot of it too I am probably going to talk about data a lot because that's possibly my favorite thing but that's kind of what's going to tell you what's working and what's not working and a lot of times I realize that when I get new clients coming in and we look at their, you know, historical data, we kind of realize that things were just kind of running. That's how you end up wasting money because you are spending money, but you're not paying attention to the data. It's not, you're not paying attention to why somebody's not converting, what images aren't working. So for us, we spend a lot of time gathering that data, using that data to then make informed decisions. Like, okay, we're seeing that this cost is high here. Why is that high? And it's almost like a science to it because then you have to figure out and you're not, you can't test everything at once. If you essentially test everything at once, you won't know what actually moved the needle. So it takes a bit of time. And that's another misconception that it's just this quick thing. Like you're just going to come in today and it's just going to yield you all these results when it does take actually some time to test and to optimize that data and those ads and your audience to see the results that you need to see. Yeah. What are some of the things that when you're looking at the data, what are some of the things that you're paying close attention to or what people should be paying close attention to? 
So one thing that I've seen is a lot of people focus on, okay, I want the lowest cost per lead. And absolutely, of course, we do want to get the lowest cost for people signing up. But a big part of that too is you have a thousand leads or 10,000 leads. Are those people actually buying anything from you? So looking at that conversion rate and that conversion rate of your webinar. So let's say we spend all this money to get these people in. How many of those people are actually converting? What audiences converted the most? What headline converted the most? You know what I mean? So, of mm-hmm. course, we want to get all these people in, but are those people buying? And that's something that I see a lot of people don't focus on. Like, oh, we get low cost per landing page views, all these vanity metrics, but those people aren't buying. So we want to focus mm. on the actual, like what the metrics that matter. So that conversion rate, that sort of thing is more important to me than just your cost per lead or the cost to get somebody to view your landing page. I'm glad you said vanity metrics. I feel like vanity metrics is what is making the internet business world go round. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, on Instagram, I got a million views. I'm like, mm-hmm. but, or my reels are going viral. Do you want it to go viral with all of these people who don't care about it? And now exactly. they're following you and now they're not engaging with you. So now your numbers look worse. Your mm-hmm. engagement has gone down. So one thing that I feel very passionate about is organic marketing. So can you talk a little bit about how organic marketing actually should go hand in hand? Because you kind of mentioned it should Mm -hmm. go hand in hand with Facebook ads. So on the organic marketing side, what works really well to lead into a Facebook ad performing well? Okay. So I'm glad that you brought that up because what I see, especially, I mean, you can get away with it for low ticket offers. I mean, a $37 buy is a low commitment. But what I see happen really often with high ticket offers is that a lot of people think that open cart or your launch begins during open cart. Mm-hmm. That's not the case. You have to think of the launches that have been successful have been the launches that they have been planning, they have been secretly promoting behind the scenes and leading up. So that nurturing and that building trust is super important. And so if you like, for example, you can leverage ads with that too. Let's say you run a live on your page. You can run ads to that live and exclude people who have already watched it. So you're expanding your reach to make sure that people in your audience who didn't possibly see because it didn't pop up at the top of their feed are now seeing it in your audience and now you're feeding them that information, right? Because Mm -hmm. what we sometimes do with targeting is that, and I see this often, is that we forget that organic marketing is great, but we also understand the algorithm, right? And not everybody's going to see your post as soon as you post it. And so that's where you can leverage Facebook ads now because you're like, all right, let's get all the people that didn't see it and need this great information. And that's a huge part of that too, like using your Facebook lives, any video content. We know that IGTV is going to start monetizing that sort of thing. If you can do that way before you open cart, that's something that's going to be super helpful because now you have those people that are raising their hand in your comments that you can target. Those people are raising their hands in their email and those are your hot leads. And that's one thing that with a high, that's different between a high ticket and a low ticket. You can get away mm-hmm. with a whole audience. The more expensive your offer is, the hotter your audience needs to be. Yeah. So that is why organic marketing is so important because you're building trust there. It's more natural than an ad, right? So you get to build trust, you get to talk to them. And so leveraging them both is what's super important in that pre-launch phase. This episode of the Revolutionary CEO Podcast is brought to you by my group coaching program, Revolutionary Brand, a 12-week coaching program where I teach you how to build and leverage brand authority using video content so you can consistently hit your high four and five-figure income goals selling high-ticket services without complicated marketing funnels or needing to reduce your prices. 
If it's your goal to consistently attract ideal clients who actually want to work with you and see the value in what you're offering, then Revolutionary Brand is a great program to teach you how to not only build brand authority, but also how to position yourself and your business and your brand as the ideal place for your clients to come to to solve their biggest problems. If this program sounds like it aligns with your business goals, then visit revolutionarybrand.co to book your compatibility call and submit your application to hold your spot in the program. Okay, so you brought up my favorite part of marketing, which is video marketing. Mm -hmm. I'm curious, when it comes to ad performance, do you see any big differences between like static imagery, where it seems first, I'm gonna give you three things. Static imagery that is stock photos, Mm -hmm. imagery that's static that is like you know the person Mm -hmm. or videos if if somebody were were to say okay I have to focus on one that's all I can commit to which would you tell them to commit to the most so there's a big debate about this and I've seen different you know comments from different so many different answers so you don't really know before I even answer that question I want to say try it for yourself that's the main thing test it for yourself but what I've seen great success with is video Video content does really well. Again, there's always exceptions to the rules, and the rule for us is always to test for different clients. There are some clients that stock images surprisingly work really well for them, but for most of what I've seen, video content does really, really, really well in ads. And that's why I try to talk to people about, I'm like, you know, video content is the thing that's going to build trust with people. It gives Mm -hmm. them information. There are all these studies done and they say that over like 70% of people will make better, like just buying decisions because Mm -hmm. they saw a video, because it explained the service, it explained the product really well. Uh And because they could connect with that and actually see people, they can see themselves in that, right? They can see that, they start to feel more of a closeness. Whereas if they're just comparing you to a bunch of other service providers now see a video they're going to remember that face that person that that inflection in their voice and i feel like when it comes because i've heard this is true you can do this also on instagram can you do the same thing with instagram ads Mm -hmm. if somebody watched your igtv then you can do like retargeting Retargeting. ads and different things yeah so one of the things that i think people forget i used to be a designer website designer and i'm like do you have your pixel installed in your email marketing campaigns do you have it on your website is it everywhere because it needs to be it needs to be on your landing page Mm -hmm. whatever you're using for your landing pages do you get customers or clients that come through your agency and they haven't even used pixels in their okay like we say what are you targeting ads and they're like huh uh (laughs) yeah what are some other things that you feel like would be kind of like precursors to having like successful ad campaigns if they were doing advertising what would you say are some important things to have besides clearly having their pixel set up what other things should they be having kind of prepped or planned out you know, I would say this and you might be like, duh. But a big part of that is knowing your audience, right? Not every offer, like, let's it's not duh. Yeah. Well, like, a lot of people don't audience. know their audience. A lot of people really don't know their yeah. audience. Most of my cl- coaching clients, I'm like, you thought you knew your audience, didn't you, until you got into this program? Exactly. Like, oh, and I when, don't know them. <laughs> exactly. So when what happens, too, is when you have, like, a spe- and this goes whether you have a small audience or a large audience, but what I see is that you have a premium offer. A lot of people aren't going to be buying your premium offer. No, exactly. So you don't end up actually segmenting the audience. You just give me this full list of people who aren't ready 
quite ready for that offer. So knowing even in your audience, those segments that, you know, are a good fit for this, who you're actually targeting. If you don't know that, then you're going to be wasting money on ads. And that's a huge thing that I've seen before. Again, the organic marketing, you want to be sure that you don't drop that just because you start running ads and you don't pick it up just because cart is open. You want to make sure that in between those launch periods, and even when you're running evergreen ads, that you are always connecting with these people. As I say, the more expensive your product or offer is, it's the hotter those leads need to be. So that's one thing. The other thing that I've seen for the people that do have pixels running very generic retargeting ads. So you see an image that says, buy this offer. And I see that image again. Why am I going to stop this second time to see that same? I already saw that. I already saw. So why don't, what about tackling their objections? This is where video is really good too for retargeting. Like tackle their objections. You must know at this point, or I hope you know that like those questions that people have, those objections, what are those objections and put them in a retargeting ad because you're showing them a generic thing that they already saw before. And it did the job of getting them to your sales page, but now what's going to push them to, so knowing your objections or knowing your audience's objections is something that you absolutely have to know or should know. Yeah, this is a big issue that I find, again, online business owners. I think they're like, oh, I want to work with female entrepreneurs and coaches and service providers and designers. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, and? So I talked in an earlier, I spoke about this in an earlier podcast episode. I said there's like really four levels of ideal client like intimacy that you have to have mm-hmm. with them. And it starts on the surface, of course. You need to know demographics and mm-hmm. all that basic stuff. You need to know some characteristics. But it goes far beyond that. It can't just be about those few things. You now need to know their environment. You need to know Mm -hmm. their pain points. You need to know what affects their buying decisions. How are they making buying decisions? Is it because their friends recommended something? That means you need more social proof in your content. Is it because they want to make more money? Well, now you have to talk about the ROI. Like You have to start really understanding and getting really deeply connected with your ideal Mm -hmm. clients. And I know if people see ads and they're like, oh my God, it needs to know so much information. It's because it's trying to give you what you need to hear. Yep. So if someone was trying to thinking or considering investing in ads, what would you say is like a good budget? Because I feel like that's one of the things that scares people away. Like, oh, well, now I have to spend, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars a month on these ads. So what would you kind of give like a beginner, a beginner entrepreneur trying to start with some Facebook ads as a budget? And this is probably why when when everybody tries to Google this answer, it's not so cut and dry. It's because it just really depends on your strategy right now. I am very conservative with my client's budget until we have gotten to that point where we need to scale. So we've optimized everything and we're ready to scale. We can just kick it out the park. But in the very beginning, I'm very, especially if you don't have historical data, very conservative about how we spend your money. So that's another misconception. You don't need to come in spending thousands of dollars, but you do need to know what you're going to do with that budget. So if you're going to run some ads and let's say you want to get some leads, you need to know your goals so that we can then calculate what that budget is going to be like, right? So let's say historical data, you see $5 per lead or $3 per lead then, and you want a, a 500 leads. That's going to determine how much money you need to spend. So it all boils down to your historical data. And if you don't have mm-hmm. historical data, then using industry benchmarks and then from there, your goals. So those are things that you'd either want to know or to find out. So there's no, you start off with a hundred or $10,000. It's really about your goals and your data. And if you're not willing to spend that budget, then kind of reassessing what your goals are to start off with ads. So I know that's not the straightforward answer you want, <laughs> but it, it, I can't tell you like this, spend $100 because it just depends on 
essentially what your goals are. Yeah, but and it seems like it keeps boiling back down to data and information. I don't feel like people are doing a good enough job of actually tracking things. I'm like, how many people have slid into your DMs and said something to you? Do you write that question down? Do you take a screenshot of it mm-hmm. so you can remember? Do you put out content now addressing that thing that that person said? I have a, a tracker, like a little, like a, a kind of like an Excel document, mm-hmm. Google Sheets. And on it, all the questions that my clients ask in our coaching sessions, there's like a place for that. When people are on my sales calls, every one of my sales conversations, I have information, all these questions, and I can go back and look at all their answers. And that then becomes my launch content strategy mm-hmm. because now I'm speaking their same language. And I feel like people aren't doing a well enough job of actually telling stories. Your ads, I feel like, should be telling stories so that people will actually pay attention to them. I see a lot of people making these stiff you know, dry mm-hmm. little ads. And I'm like, no, it needs to be enough for people who are going to stop. People's attention spans are short. Exactly. But you see that, and that's why I say like data doesn't get the credit it deserves when it comes to marketing, but especially Facebook ads, because if we were paying attention to data or testing together that data, we quickly find out, let me not say word quickly, but you'd find out, you know, what your audience wants to know. What are they, what are their objections? You'd want you if they're interested in an image of you or a GIF, GIF does do well for clients or a video, like what questions are they asking? Can I put that as a text overlay or the opening line for my copy? Look at your email click-through rate. What emails are getting those high click-through rates and use that headline for an image or for your video. So it's just like the data doesn't get the attention that it deserves. And that's how we end up making these decisions and spending this money. And then at the end of the day, we're unhappy because we're not seeing the results that we need to see. So, yeah. Well, if you could leave people with a piece of advice who want to, again, start to focus in on a, an advertising strategy to go in line with their, their organic strategy, what are some tips that you would give them so we can leave our audience with a few tips so they can start prepping? They clearly need to do ads mm-hmm. and start to try to focus on that at some point in their business strategy. Yeah. So I would say one, there's a difference with coming in thinking that ads are going to solve your problem. They're not going to fix it for you. They're only going to amplify what's there. So if it's a mess, Facebook ads are just going to amplify that mess. And then, so there's a difference with that. And let me use a small budget to test. Let me get a thousand people through this funnel and see how that works. Testing is key. There's a lot of people saying a lot of things on the internet. I get the ads. So test for yourself what works and test one thing at a time. So if you're going to test images, test images and have like four different images and one copy and gather that data, use that data. Okay, this image works. Let's test two different copies. So testing is key. Paying attention to your data is key. Your cost per lead is not the most important or the only thing that you should be focusing on. You need to know your conversion rate. If you're doing a webinar, how many people of those people are converting that came in through Facebook ads or even through your organic? How many of those people, you know what I mean? So paying attention to those key data points will be super helpful for you. So if I could leave any advice, it would be to test to pay attention to the data as much as you possibly can. I love that so much. I am so grateful having you on the show. I want you to tell people where they can find you, how they can work with you. So let us know where we can find you. Yeah, so my website is theagency360.com. So you can go on if you want to do a free discovery call. We can chat just to see if we're a good fit and what steps you can take after that. You can find me on Instagram, which is underscore Nia Lamore. And I'm also on YouTube again as Nia Lamore. So you can come over and get some content and we can chat it up. I will definitely make sure that that is in the show notes. I appreciate having you on here. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom on ads. I am so excited. I really do need to start working on ads. (laughs) (laughs) So I really appreciate it. Of course. Thank you for having me. It was great to be here. 
If you love this episode as much as I have, then subscribe to the Revolutionary CEO podcast on iTunes and leave me a review to let me know what you enjoyed the most. For premium pricing and branding tips and training, connect with me on Instagram. I'm at Atelier Letitia. That's A-T-E-L-I-E-R-L-A-T-E-S-H-A. And be sure to follow the podcast Instagram account at Revolutionary CEO to show my guests and me some love. Talk to you next week.